0: Good morning. Okay, okay, okay. We're all awake. That's good. Well, today I was thinking, what am I going to talk about? And then I was thinking about IBC, International Bible Church, Bible-based, gospel-centered, multicultural. I was like, hey, maybe we can focus on the gospel-centered. We mentioned that word so often gospel but what does it actually mean what is the gospel well gospel is simply said good news in this case what is the gospel that we are referring to when we put it on the name what is the gospel actually since we're bible-based that the bible is talking about and those are the questions that comes to the mind If we know what is the gospel, um, who needs the gospel, what's the purpose of the gospel? Well, if we go back to the beginning, we know that God created us
1: and he loves us. And God's love, we can see it all around the Bible. If we start by, with the famous verse, which is John
0: 3.16, we all know it from the heart. So I think we can say it together, right? It starts with, for God so, that he gave his, for whoever shall never, but, nice. That's amazing. That verse is one of the most, or the most famous verse when we hear, The gospel, we think about John 3.16. And we see here that it's clearly said that God loves us. So much that he even sent his son. For Whoever believes in him shall never perish. But what
1: was the mission of his son that he sent? What did he come to do? Well, we'll get to that part. We see here, if you see in your back of your bulletin, you can see the notes. So then...
0: It would be easier to follow, I believe. I made a few points, starting with God loves us. And we can also go to 1 John 4.16, where we can read that. I'm going to search it real
1: quick. 1 John 4.16. Well I'll start from 15. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God God abides in him
0: and he in God. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has shown for us. God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this love is perfected in us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is so also are we in this world. And then it continues with an interesting verse that for now I'm not going to read, but you can read it at home. Actually, I will consider, I will advise to read the whole thing, but uh, we don't have that time to read the whole thing now. So, we read that God loves us, and He has a plan for us, which we can also read in John
1: 10.10 for us to have a life, and have it abundantly now if God wants us to have life and have it abundantly what is the problem here that we cannot have it that we're not experiencing it well it's simple because we live apart from God
0: Why are we living apart from God that we can read we are sinful? Romans 3.23 states this very clearly. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Well, unfortunately, we do not experience God's love because we ignore Him. We search everywhere for meaning and fulfillment, but not with God. We don't trust Him and do not think that He wants the best for us going our own way, um, chasing our selfish desires. And basically, those selfish actions, you can sum it up in the word sin. Sin damages and destroys our relationship with others. Sin keeps us from living the fulfilling life that God intends for us. Now, we are separated from God, and that we can also read in Isaiah 59, 2. So chapter 59, verse 2. Which it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save, nor is His ear so dull that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden His face from you so that He does not hear.
1: Now, if we really think about this, the separation from God, do we really sit and think what that means? Let me go back to the verse, the famous verse, John 3.16. John 3.16 is part of a chapter in chapter 3 where actually Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. Well,
0: here, if we read 16... For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. We continue reading in 17, For God did not send His Son, the Son, into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. He who believes in Him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already. Now, another word for that is condemned. Jesus did not come to the world to condemn the world because we were already condemned. As we go back from the start in Genesis where man sinned against God and there was separation. What does that mean? It means death. We were separated from the source of life, which is God. And what does He want for us? He wants us to have life. And in this case, when we talk about the gospel... If we know that it means good news, I ask myself, but then what is the bad news if we need the good news? Um, If we know that Jesus comes to save us, from what is he saving us? We can say he's saving us from sin and he's giving us forgiveness. Well, yeah, we'll get to that later. It's not only about that. But now, of course, if we know the bad news, then we understand the good news. This is a, an image that illustrates our separation from God. You see, ourself on our own, with our own actions,
1: we cannot get to God. But Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way, and that we can read also,
0: that he gave everything for us. He died in our place. If we go to Romans 5, 8, well, from 6 to 8, you see for. While we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man. Though perhaps for the good man, someone would dare to even die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we
1: were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But he did not remain that. And now comes the good news. Of course, if he just died
0: and stayed dead, it wouldn't have been a good news. Because then you have a hero. He had a heroic death, but then for what? What was the effect of that? What happens after? Well, good news. He rose from the dead. That we can also read in 1 Corinthians
1: 153 to 6 I want to go there real quick. 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 3. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received,
0: that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures,
1: and that He appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. And now that he's alive, he made the way for us to God. He made the way for us to God. He
0: is the only way to God. And that we can also read in John 14, 6, where it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. I find this fascinating because he is the only way to God. He is the truth and life. Remember when I said earlier,
1: God's plan, He wants us to have life. Jesus is life. So, He can give life life that we want.
0: Now, we read also in 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust. So that he might bring us to God. The connection you see here. Before the, the image. Before you see that on our own. We couldn't get to God. With our own righteousness.
1: We couldn't get there. But with Christ. He made the way. And now we don't only
0: get saved from our sins. But we also receive his righteousness. So when God sees us. He doesn't see the sinner but he sees the righteousness of Christ now we come to our part if we know this what will we do with this information well in this case there are two options are you accepted or you reject it in this case let's say we want the connection with god it means we receive Christ and in john 1 to we read, But as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in His name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of men, but of God. We must receive Christ. We must receive Christ through faith, like we read in Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved. Through faith... And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God,
1: not as a result of works, so that no one can boast. Now, what happens when we receive Christ? If we go back to John 3,
0: and now read the first eight verses. Like I said, Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. Going back to John 3, I'm going to read it right here. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that what is born of Spirit is Spirit." Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from and where it's going. So is everyone who is born
1: of the Spirit. Now, so what happens to us when we receive Christ? We experience rebirth. And this is not
0: fleshly rebirth, but spiritual. Rebirth,
1: But with the promise that at some point, (laughs) we'll receive a new body. Now,
0: what does it involve? Turning to God from self-repentance and trusting Christ to come into our lives to forgive our sins and make us what He wants us to be. Just to agree intellectually, just to know this information, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He died on the cross for our sin is not enough. Nor is it enough to have an emotional experience, but we receive Christ by faith. God has already done everything for us to show us how much He loves us through Jesus Christ. He offers us fulfillment and eternal life.
1: And in this case, we have a choice to make. Now,
0: many of us would say, "Ah, I knew this already. Uh, probably 40 years ago, or five years ago, 20 years ago, or maybe yesterday, or even today. We made the decision. But what does it mean for a Christian, someone who already believed in Christ, someone
1: who already made the decision to follow Christ? Do we need the gospel? Yes. We need it every day. It's not only for the
0: lost people. Of course. We want to get the lost people. We want to pray for them. We want to preach to them. But for us, we need to preach to ourselves every day. Remind ourselves of what Jesus did. And the question is, will you walk by faith today? It's a daily decision to choose to follow Jesus. And to trust in what God has provided for us. Now, if I go back to the question I ask myself, what is the purpose of the gospel? Now that we know the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ saving sinners in order for us to, now we go to that part. So, is it only about saving us from sin and receiving forgiveness? Or is there something else? Now, if we go to 2
1: Corinthians chapter 5, let's read from 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, from 14 it says, For the love of
0: Christ controls us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all, so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. Here you see the whole gospel summed up in a few sentences. Therefore, when we read therefore, we, we have to think, like, what is, this, what is it therefore, right? So therefore, from now on... We recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know Him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all things are from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their trespasses against Him. And He has committed us to the word of reconciliation. So what is the purpose of salvation? Why did we get saved? To be reconciled with God, like we saw in the previous image. To be reconnected. But why? To have fellowship with God
1: and each other. And we can read that also in Ephesians 1, I believe. Chapter 1, yeah.
0: And verse 11 till 14. I'll read it. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will. To the end that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, would be, To the praise of His glory. Remember that. To the praise of His glory. In Him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, the gospel again, good news of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance. With a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of His glory.
1: Now I hear two things, reconciliation and praise to His glory. So, according to what we read, we see that the purpose of our salvation is to be reconciled with God and to have fellowship with Him and each other and to give Him all the glory. Salvation is just the start. The point is fellowship and the praise of His glory.
0: Now, knowing all this, repeating this daily, what is our mission? What will we do
1: when we are reconciled with God? When we're having fellowship with Him? When we're having fellowship with each other? Well,
0: automatically, you will be speaking about it. Automatically, everything Where you are, you just speak about it because it's part of us. It's part of you. Well, if we read, Jesus also gave us a direct mission. It's the famous one, Matthew
1: 28, 19 to 20. It says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on
0: earth. Go therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I
1: commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, my challenge to you is, and I refer a little bit to what we talked about last week, where Doc mentioned about Us hiding our real self? Well, in Christ, why should we hide? If we're at work, school, at the airport, anywhere, you might be diving
0: after dive, before dive. You might be doing something else. I don't know, driving car or drifting. Now they're building the new um, drag race track. There are plenty of people that still need To hear the gospel. They still need it. The lost people. You also have people who already know this. But they just need the encouragement. Hey, remember this. Jesus loves you. You know. And if you go to the next slide. You will see. This. I would like to encourage you guys. It's an easy way. To share the gospel everywhere. It's a four step. And basically I talked about probably 20 minutes now but this can be summed up in one minute or two. So if probably elevator pitch, I like the idea of an elevator pitch. and I don't use the elevator that much. I I prefer to use the the stairs because, you know, stay in shape. But let's say worst case scenario, the stairs is not available and I'm in an elevator with someone. There would be an easy way to share it with them. The love of God. God loves us. He created us. But what happens... We are separated from Him because of sin, so we don't get to experience His love and His life. But that's not all. Jesus died for you, for us, and for everyone.
1: If you receive Him, you accept Him, you believe Him, you trust in Him, what will you do with this? If you believe in Him, like we had just read, for all who believe,
0: will receive eternal right, will not be lost. So this is an easy way, and I believe they have also bracelets, T-shirts, so it's quite, it's quite nice. So that is my encouragement to all of us to share the gospel. But before we do that, I do not want us to make this a task, like, oh, no, I did not share the gospel today. I'm bad. No.
1: Um, it has to flow from yourself. In this case, well, from Christ, because the righteousness of Christ, you know. If you understand the good news, you will share it automatically. But before we go to people to talk about God, I like this. Talk to God about people before talking to people about God. Let me repeat that. Talk to
0: God about people before talking to people about God. Because He is the one who does the saving. Not us. We are the messengers. And that's what we do. We have the opportunity. He gave us that opportunity, which is amazing, that He gave us the chance
1: to share the gospel, share the good news. And let's do it. Thank you. Let me close in prayer.
0: Dear God, thank you for this moment. Thank you that uh, I had this opportunity to share the gospel again and remind ourselves of your
1: love, of your sacrifice. And also about the purpose, why you did it for us. Thank you. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to have fellowship with you, have fellowship with each other. I want to thank you for our church. I want to ask you for bless each one of us this week, this month, this year for us to remember your love and also for us to make use of this opportunity to have fellowship with you and each other and to give you all the glory you deserve. Thank you for everything. In the name of Jesus. Amen.